Time.ie. League of Ireland football is our passion. Okay, I can't come on to that because I think the police are involved. I think you got a drink in the airport on the way back and there was an odd drink on the, the charter flight on the way home. I'm, I'm picturing an entourage-style private jet back from yeah. Luxembourg. Was that what it was like? Yeah, it was <laughs> uh, something like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah and... Looking at your Twitter account there, Peter, I can't help but notice you've got you've got yourself a blue tick. You must be one of the only League of Ireland players that has a blue tick at this stage. Uh, yeah, What's the story about that? We were looking at it there, and we're yeah, trying to figure we, out. We extra time don't even have a tick, and we got like thirteen thousand followers. <laughs> <or something>. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of jealousy there, is there? Absolutely, no. absolutely. <laughs> And so we're back out for the second half of this week's Extra Time Delay Sportscast. And it is, once again, a cup final. This time we are focusing on Dundalk. And on the line we are going to be joined by one of Dundalk's star men from this past season in the form of Daryl Horgan. As well as catching up with the man who scored the match winner back in 2002, which was the last time Dundalk won the FBI Cup. It's Gary Haylock. And it's now we're delighted to be joined on the line by Dundalk player Daryl Horgan. You're very welcome on, Daryl. Thanks very much, Ed. So I suppose the build-up is well and truly on now for the cup final. There must be a there must be a, a heightened uh, expectations in the camp this coming week. Yeah, I suppose you know we were kind of it's been looking forward to that for the last three or four weeks ever since the, the league was won. You know, but you couldn't really focus too much on it because we had games to play, you know, and, and to win really. But um, this week, no, definitely even starting today, it's been it's been all very exciting. And it's been a it's been a couple of weeks now since you of course won the league title. So has it been kind of has there been a change in focus now this this coming week? As you might have had a bit of a bit of an easier few training sessions there the last week or two. No, no, there was no there was no easier training sessions. To be really honest with you, it was a it was still a tough week. So you know we still, we still had to like there was players playing for places in a cup final and um, wanted to get the the top goal scoring record and win as many games as we possibly could. You know and that was that was always the key. So there was no real let up. To be really honest. So yeah, that goal-scoring record, you, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but is that 78 goals, you beat a 92-year record that Shamrock Rovers had. So is that the, that's the record you're talking about there? Yeah, I think that's the one, yeah, yeah I think that's it. Uh, and that's incredible that you've been able to generate that amount of goals in the team, but maybe not surprisingly when you're playing it, you got two of the shortlisted players of PFAI, uh, Player of the Year, yourself and Richie Tell. Stephen O'Donnell as well. And there you go, yeah, trio of players. yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I've said it's, um, it's a great feat to do. I suppose it was it was wasn't exactly an aim or at the start of the season. It's just the way it kind of panned out. You know, um, I think the way we've played has kind of been attacking and open at times. So we've been able to score them goals and we've goals from all over the team and off the bench even. You know, so that's that was that was the key really. Obviously, Richie bore most of the brunt, but um, there was a lot of players. I think everyone scored this year. Every senior player scored this year, so that's a, that's an incredible feat as well, you know. Um, did you feel there was more pressure in the run into kind of defending a, a league title as opposed to maybe last season, or? Uh, no, no, not so much. Not really. Obviously, when you when you are the the league, the champions, you're kind of there to be shot at, you know. You're everyone kind of raising their game a small bit. You've seen what what happened to Chelsea this year, you know. Everyone's kind of picked up every week against them, and they haven't really played like they should do. Whereas last year they might have picked up wins and draws in those games, but they seem to just be losing them. And that can easily happen, I suppose. But you need to be at your game every week, and pretty much pretty much most weeks, anyways. We've been at it and we've we've done well. But um, comparison to last year, I suppose we were a bit of the, the underdogs. Everyone wanted the everyone was expecting maybe Pats or Rovers or even Sligo to do something. But uh, us and Cork kind of took everyone with it. 
took them by surprise, I suppose, and both sides have really pushed on again this year. Obviously, us maybe a small bit more, but Cork have had a very good year too. Yeah, and they, they obviously Cork ran you really close last season to the league title, and they're the opposition that you have on Sunday. Now, you guys are I'm sure you're pretty desperate to get a double. They don't come around very easily. Dundalk have, have won two in the in the past, and you're looking for your third one. Uh, Cork, meanwhile, you know they'll be desperate to to pick up a trophy. They won't want to go through the season being runners up in the league and and runners up in the cup. Do you feel they're under more pressure than you are? Um, I don't know. I don't think anyone. I suppose. I don't think anyone's really under pressure. Both sides have had two very good years, you know. Um, obviously, I suppose Cork they haven't won and in the last two years and probably been very unlucky not to, you know. They've they've, they've done very well. But um, I don't think anyone's really... There, there'll be too much pressure. For either side, it'll be, be an exciting game. Obviously, there'll be, there'll be nerves and whatnot, but sure, that's a, that's a cup final. But um, I think it'll be the, it's been the two best teams this year as the league has gone and... It'll be, it should be a good game of football. And Daryl, you know, in the build-up to the game, you've, you've won the league title with a, a bit more to spare this year. Could that, do you feel, in any way distract you from the FAI Cup final or is it, has it helped you in the fact that, you know, you, you haven't had anything to, to fight for in the last week or two other than the goal record, I suppose? Um, I, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, I suppose you could say that you could argue the same point for Cork either way. You know, they really haven't had anything to fight for by the Cup final ever since uh, the league was won as well you know so maybe it's the same for both teams coming into it but um, I suppose you get a chance maybe rest rest a couple of players and give other lads a chance you know maybe try one or two different things that you, that might work for you and I'd say both managers have been doing that you know and um, I, don't, I don't know if it would hinder much because I suppose you, you get that few weeks of, of build up coming up to it where you know you have to perform because if you don't perform you won't play and um, I think I think we've done well in the three games, and um, obviously obviously Cork have as well, you know. And it uh, it'll be, I suppose, the one the one way of putting it is that it'd be if we do if we do play if we don't play well, everyone will point to this. But I don't think there's any excuse either way, you know. I think um, the cup finals have to be played, and hopefully we'll come on top and we'll play like we can play. And you mentioned that it is indeed a couple of years since Cork City last won a, a trophy, and that was uh, the first division title you were involved in on that evening in a dramatic last gasp win. Does it make it any more special for you playing against one of your old clubs? Because uh, some years, okay, there, there could be a lot of players on either side that are playing against their old clubs, but you're one of the few this year. Does that make a difference in the build-up, or is it is it special enough, the fact that it's just in the Aviva? I don't know. It's, it's just special enough that it's a cup final. You know, you've a massive day on the Aviva, like... Um, I was at Cork. I had a great time at Cork. I love my time at Cork. You know, they always always gave me best. So, um, and uh, now I'm rightfully probably getting a bit of stick off them, which is fair enough. You know, there's a, there's a bit of a healthy rivalry between the two clubs, and that's good because they're uh, they're two top clubs. You know, and it's great to see two kind of, I suppose provincial clubs doing very well and kind of drawing big crowds. You know, but uh, no, the fact that it's my old club, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter who it was, really. It's still a cup final, you know. Um, it's not going to affect my preparation, or I doubt it'll affect anyone's, really, you know. So I'm just going to, if it was any team in the league, it'll always, it'll always be the, the same effect. It's a cup final, and it's going to be an exciting day. And, and as well, the fact that it's in the Aviva Stadium, you know, the national stadium, you've represented Ireland at underage level. Is that something you're looking forward to? Because I presume that's where you want to, to be playing on a regular basis down the line, you know, for, for the senior team. 
Oh sure, who wouldn't want to play for our country? You know, it'd be it'd be fantastic. And look, it'd be it'd be great to to, to step out. I suppose and they've even played there. The biggest crowd I'll have ever played in front of. You know, it's looking like to be thirty thousand plus at us at the moment, which is which is fantastic. You know, and um, if that does, it'd be just to be. I think it'd be a great atmosphere. And look, the Viva is a, it's a fantastic stadium and it's lovely pitching the like so. There's no, there's no really excuses on the day. It's all there for you to, to go and do it, and hopefully we will. Have you, Darlie, been at many games in the Viva Stadium, and do you guys get a chance to train on the pitch ahead of the game on Sunday? Uh, I've only been once. Uh, they played Argentina a few years ago. Um, that was that was the only game I've ever been at. But no, we won't get to we won't get to train on it. You know, it probably probably make it a little bit more special that you don't get to train. It's just you're you're there, and that's that. You have to deal with it. And, and Daryl, you know, a lot has been made about pitches in the last couple of seasons, but the Aviva pitch is quite a big pitch. That's perhaps something that could, you know, work in your favour because I know Dundalk have a very attacking team and they play expansive football. So is that something that you've, you know, considered in training? Because I know, I know the lads in Cork have remarked their training pitch to the, the Aviva dimensions. Is that anything you've considered? Uh, no, no. Um, you know, this, I suppose we've played, played the big pitches in the league. Brandywell's massive. Daily Mount's massive and Marketsfield is massive. You know they're all huge pitches, so I, I don't know. You can probably get caught up a small bit in worrying about the size or whatever. Maybe maybe it's important, but I I don't know how much how much it is important. Look, we've got we've a very we've a very attacking side, but Cork have a lot of have a lot of very good attacking players as well. You know they've a lot of goals up front, a lot of pace, and they've good runners from midfield and fullbacks. You know so. People say it'll suit us. It could have easily suit them. You know, it'll probably just make for a bit more space to get on the ball for both sides. And um, that might be the case. It might just be a great turn into a bit more of a, I suppose, a football match as opposed to anything else. And just with the way the League of Ireland is at the moment, there's, there's uh, so little teams, and you kind of all play each other so many times throughout the season. Does does that maybe change your preparation in the time when you're playing each other for the fourth or fifth time in one season as opposed to the very first one? Um, I think I don't really think you know. Yeah, obviously you have to take into consideration who you're against and and all that, and, and look into how they play and whatever. But you generally, if you look after yourself, I think that's the most important thing. How you how you're going to play the game, how you're going to do whatever you have to do. You know, I think that that's the most important aspect of it. I think you can get bogged down and you play each other so many times, but that happens in. Even if you play each other twice, you know, I remember a couple of seasons, Liverpool and Chelsea playing each other five or six times a season. So that that's just the case the whole time. It's no real it's no real issue. Obviously all the games between us and Cork have been very, very tight this year. So I'm expecting something very similar in the Aviva. You know, they've there's been it's been nip and tuck between us, you know, two draws and we've only won the other game by, by the odd goal. So there's um it'll be very, very tight, you know, and um I suppose you know each other. You know each other's games, but um, to react best to, to big day, cup final day, and who plays who plays their their game as best they can. And, and as recently as a fortnight ago, you know the two sides met down in Turner's Cross. How do you think that will give us an insight into the game? Is it going to be another case of goals? Do you reckon? Because um, I know Dundalk have only been involved in two nil all draws this season. So for for the supporters, particularly any neutrals in Dublin. It should be a good game, really, with goals. Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's a lot of goals in both teams, you know. And actually, there's probably I think it's the two best defenses in the league as well. So, 
So um, yeah, I think it's seventeen clean sheets each in the league this season. Yeah, so, yeah. something it's, it's close enough, anyways. But there's a you know it was a bit of a mad game the first half down there. It was a bit goals everywhere, you know. But most of the games have been, have been very tight. All the games have had goals in them between the two sides. So you probably would expect it, but your cup final takes on a life of its own. You never know what will happen. To be honest, but um, two sides would like to play. Would like to play, you know. And I think. With that, with that in mind, let's say it will be will be an entertaining game of football at the very least. You spoke there about how the the results have been so tight between you guys. If it is so tight, it might end up going to penalties. There's been a couple of penalty shootouts in the Viva and the FA Cup finals in the last few years. So, have you guys been practicing your spot kicks? Um, well, yeah, I suppose we've we've, uh, we've practiced a, we've practiced a bit in the coming week, maybe. But um, it's a different ball game taking a penalty in front of. Your mates in training, as opposed to thirty thousand people, with it with a with it all on the line, like you know. So, yeah, I suppose you can't overly judge from that side of things. But um, maybe maybe the best thing is to take a few and see how it goes. But uh, I'm sure the manager will have it all planned out, anyways. But you'd have no fear, I'm sure, Daryl taking a penalty now. No, no, twelve yards out, you have to back yourself, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes you miss, but you really have to think you're going to score, anyways. And you know, it's. The fact that Dundalk have won the league for the last two seasons, you know, they're they really are the team to beat at the moment, and they're they're the ones setting the records and breaking records. Do you think that you know winning the league for the second time? Okay, you'd already done it, but the cup it's not something that a lot of the players will have done before. Playing in the Viva is not something that the the players have done before. So, is it does that make it maybe even a bit more special than the league because it's it's still on your to do list, I guess? Well, I wouldn't say. It's- more special to be honest you know no one really goes out at the start of the season and said this, our aim is to win the cup you know the aim is always to win the league the league is the pinnacle it gets you the European the big European nights you know it really is it's, it's the main but the cup is it's, it's special like you know it's a, it's, a, it's a great it's a massive day out it's a it's you know it's, it's just that it's just that bit different um, you get that bit of exciting the knockout competition I remember last year Rovers made it to the quarters. We were one 0 up at it, ten minutes to go. Luckily, we were cruising, and sure, we just got hit by two soccer punches. And it's just, I suppose, the way the cup goes, it just takes on a life of its own. And um, I think, you know, it's not that it'd be more special, but it'd be, it'd be fantastic to, fantastic to win, like, and to, to add it at the double, and that would be, be six trophies in two years for for us at Dundalk, which would be absolutely incredible, you know. And if we could do that, um It'd be amazing, but like it'll be a very, very difficult game. Cork, as, as I said, have I don't think they. I suppose they've had this now in their in their sights for the last four or five weeks. You know, the league being wrapped up a bit early, and um, you know they'll be champing at the bit too. It's a, it's a massive game for both teams, and to be honest, there's, there's, there's very, very little in it. And you know, and Darl, one of the factors in your success has been the how few injuries you've had. Um, over the last two seasons, I know Graham Byrne has been involved, and he gets involved in the, the strength and conditioning. How important is that whole strength and conditioning side of it? And is that something that you feel you've developed in since you've you've come to Dundalk that you've become fitter and stronger? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I, I definitely feel like I've become a bit fitter and stronger. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of a lot of gym work we'd be doing, and a lot of a lot of work outside outside of the football as well that you need to do. But I think. Like we are fitter and stronger, but I think we're we're, ta- we're um, technically a very good side as well. You know, I think that sometimes gets a bit overlooked. 
we do a lot of work with the ball as well, you know, and um, you definitely need to be fit. The fitter you are, the more chance you have. But um, there's been a lot of work from everyone, and I think we've improved as a team in all senses. You know, we're fitter than last year, probably a bit stronger, but I think we're technically better as well. You know, I think when we went away to to Belarus, we, we were able to put it up to the side that played in the Champions League, and you can't just do that by being fit, you know. Um, so, like, even though it is important, you do need to have the technical aspect as well. You'd rather have... You need to be as fit as you possibly can be, and obviously that's very lucky. You don't get any injuries when you're when you're at that level. But um, I think the way we've played this year, it's not just 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 been our fitness. It's been our it's been I suppose the desire to to improve in every aspect of our game. And we've had you know Vinnie Perth in with us, in coaching with, and he's done an excellent job. And obviously Stephen's constantly pushing us to be better, you know. And then you've you've Graham just to nearly put a bit of the cherry on the cake at times, just a to help improve and improve and he's always there to keep pushing you on further and further and all the, the three of them and the physios we have have all done excellent, excellent work this year you know so it's definitely a combined effort in everything you need to be fit but you need to be able to play too and Daryl finally I saw recently on, on Twitter that uh Gartland was tweeting about the cup final tickets and trying to get a couple of dozen tickets for his family I know your brothers themselves play soccer. Will you have many people at the game? Is there many coming over from Galway? I'd say I'd say there'll be a few coming. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'd say I'd say they will. Um, sure, why not? It's, it's, it's a good day out, and hopefully we'll come out on top. And it'll probably be well for for everyone. I think it'll be a very good game. Well, Daryl, thanks very much for coming on, and we wish you the best of luck this coming weekend. Lovely. Thanks very much. Much appreciated. So Daryl Horgan, he's he's had a great season for Dundalk, and he's surely going to have a, a big bearing on how the cup final comes as well. Yeah, Daryl Horgan reminding us there that it's three Dunlop players up for um, Player of the Year and they've uh, seven players in that team of the year as well and they've had an incredible season. We've talked them up a good bit and justifiably so winning the league so early and going for, for the double and they're looking to become only the second club to win um, double digits of cups. They're, they're on nine cup wins going for their their tenth cup win. Yeah, I think that you know there's no doubting that Dundalk have had a great season and Daryl Horgan has been one of the standout players again. I think and any other year, he'd, he'd probably be one of the favourites for Player of the Year. But, you know, I think everyone's probably in the shadow of Richie Towell with his 25 league goals. But uh, I think Daryl Horgan, since he left Cork City two years ago, has come on leaps and bounds. He was a very good player back then, scored a lot of good goals. But I think at the moment his, his form is, is somewhat frightening. He can take players on from a standing start. And he's, I think he's one of the players that'll, that I think mightn't be in the league for too much longer. So I think if for the neutrals get along on Sunday because you'll have players of the calibre of, of Daryl Horgan of Carl Shepherd, of, of Richie Towell who, who aren't going to be here forever so make the most of them while they are and one of the frightening things about that Dundalk team as, as we were saying this players nominated but they've just so many game winners in that team the likes of Towell the likes of Finn the likes of O'Donnell yeah I mean you could be looking at a situation on at the weekend where Dave McMillan is on the bench and you know he'd walk onto any other team in the league you could have Darren Meenan could be on the bench and you know his set pieces alone have contributed so many goals for Dundalk it's 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 frightening the the depth of, of talent they have up there but but saying that you know Cork City have have a good squad too so I think I, I'd be slow to write off Cork City just yet because it's it's 90 minutes and anything can happen in 90 minutes of football and both teams are, are looking to win the FAL Cup for the first time in, in a number of years in Dundalk's case, it's it's 2002, and, and we're going to talk to Gary Haylock, who got the uh, the two goals um, 
in the cup final they were one nil down in that game. He got both goals to win them the the cup that year, and that was he scored five goals in the competition that year. I remember seeing him score two in a semi final where they thumped Shamrock Rovers in Oriel Park four nil uh, to qualify for the final, and and Rovers pretty much imploded after that. And and it was uh, Dundalk side that would be going on to be relegated. And uh, Gary, it was interesting to talk to Gary Haylock about that, what he said about winning the cup but being relegated. But a, a guy who had a, an extensive playing career, scored a lot of goals both north and south of the border, and is now interesting enough a, a managerial career in England. And judging by the sounds of it, you can listen to it now. Could well be a manager in the League of Ireland in years to come. And now you're welcome back to the Sportscast and we're delighted to be joined on the line by Gary Haylock. You're very welcome on, Gary. Thanks very much. Always a pleasure. So I, I suppose for there's a couple of people listening or maybe some of our are, are quite young young listeners, they might be wondering what what you have to do with the with the cup final coming up this current weekend. So do you want to maybe give us a bit of a bit of a background as to as to your involvement or your memories anyway of the cup? Um but well, I suppose uh, not an awful lot to do with the cup final coming up, but um I'm I think it, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that um the last time Dundalk got to the cup final was two thousand and two. Um and um I played in that game, uh, scored a couple of goals, and we beat Bohemians 2-1. Um, I do think as well that the, the, the time before that, that Dundalk got to the cup final, was 93. And I played in that game as well for Shelburne. So um, I've got a bit of a history with the cup finals and Dundalk. So you had a hand really in, in both winning a FAI Cup and losing an FAI Cup final for Dundalk. Cause I think you set up Greg Costello back in 93, did you? You do have a very good memory. That was... Uh, Lansdowne in uh, yeah ninety three it was um, wasn't a great game but um, uh, from what I can remember well the little I can remember of it it was a great night <laughs> yeah so I mean obviously winning the two FAI cups you know it's well you've got plenty of other trophies both north and south of the border but the two FAI cups must rank highly in your memories of as a footballer yes it does and and it kind of um, bookend in my career as well we. Um, I think we won the league in '92 with Shells, and then the, F- the FAI Cup in '93, and then um, the last trophy I won was the FAI Cup. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think on both occasions I had the, the, the cup itself in the back of my car for quite a long time because um, I was taking it around schools and um, different places. And um, yeah, I've, I've got quite an affinity with the uh, with the trophy itself. Very good, and, and indeed, in, in 1993, you know, you were you were just starting off in your League of Ireland uh, career. And, you know, you were in a rich vein of form. I think you just won a Player of the Month award and, you know, you'd scored a couple of goals in the games leading up to it. Do you remember much of the build-up or the much of the the excitement that I suppose the Dundalk and Cork City players are going through this week? Um, yeah, to a certain extent. It was, um, I was lucky enough to play in five, or be involved in five FA Cup finals, um, three in the south and two in the north. And, um I don't think even being involved in, in four previous ones, the 2002 one, there was a there was a lot of excitement. It was we'd just been relegated, um, which obviously didn't go down too well. Um, I was actually on crutches on the Wednesday still before the game, um, knowing that I was going to have a painkiller injection on the Friday, and um, yeah, felt that I would be fit even though I, I, I couldn't really walk properly. Um, 
and it was the, the, the press interest and the, from family and friends. I had people coming from England. My parents came over. Um, so it's always um, it's always very exciting. And that was it, because in the lead-up to the game in 2002, it was far from certain that you were even going to play. And I know that you'd come in, I think was it around Christmas time, and you know, you'd know you done well, but it was only the weekend before that you... Your, it was your knee, I think, that you had uh, injured, was it? Yeah, we played parts in the, um, the game that they won the league in, although I know that there was some controversy with that as well. Um, and I twisted my knee right at the end. Um, and at one stage, I thought I'd done my cruciate. It was, um, it was that sore. And... Um, I um um like I say up to the Tuesday Wednesday I was still on crutches and I had a painkiller in- injection on Friday I trained Saturday and we played the game on Sunday so it was um uh, and to be honest then about six weeks later I had to have an operation on my knee um, so I got through the game but um it was sore afterwards I can tell you and you know Dundalk and indeed Shelburne they played big parts in your career do you still keep in touch with their results or do you still follow them from afar or, or do you even get get back for any games every, every now and again? Um, yeah, I've been back to the odd game. The, one of the jobs I've got at the moment is um, Chief Scout for Exeter City and so I've um, I've seen a few um, games and um, yeah, I've, I've been I've back and forth because my son still lives um, in um, uh, in Ireland with his mum and it's, um, yeah, I'm back and forth quite a lot and I, I've seen Shamrock Rovers, Pat, uh, Dundalk, Shells, UCD over the past couple of years. So, yeah, I've got a fair idea um, of, of how things are. And I keep in touch with a few guys as well. Um, Dave Campbell, um, at St. Pat's, Billy Woods at Cork, um, Stephen McGuinness occasionally. So, yeah, I still see people. And, and Billy Woods himself has involved this weekend where he's played in a couple of cup finals, both in the winning side and losing side. Now, while you played in a couple of Winning semi, winning cup finals. You were also involved back in two thousand for Shelburne, weren't you? But I don't think you you got a run out that day. No, I um, um we had uh, the first game and the replay, um, and one hundred and twenty minutes. I think I think the second game went to extra time as well. Pat Fallon scored the winner, um, and didn't get on. Um, a little bit disappointed, but then um, Mr. Keeley never had much feeling for his um his centre forwards. But um, I mean we we won the double, and to be honest, that group um we should have done the double. I think three years in, in a row we had such a good side um, and you look back and think what they did win uh, and people say yeah you did really well but I still think that was the best CF side that I played in uh, the best, certainly the best squad that I played in um, and we I think we under, underachieved a little bit which is disappointing but onwards and upwards and this season Dundalk are going for the double now you were involved with Linf- a great Linfield side where you, you you won the double so you know the feeling of of that Dundalk have having got the the league medal in the back pocket. That is there maybe a sense of freedom in going to play a cup final? Yeah, um, to a certain extent. I mean, we had it at Shells as well because we won the league that year in two thousand. Um, but that that team in um, I think it was ninety four that that did the double with Linfield. Um, we actually did the treble as well. Um, we won the league cup as well, um, and that was a that was a very good side. Um, very well balanced, lots of ability in it, lots of goals, and, and we were very strong and. Um, it was um, everything clicked that year. Um, I scored a lot of goals. Desi scored goals, um, and it, Pat Fenlon played in it, um, and it was a very good side. But that 2000 um, Shell side was was very well balanced as well, um, and I, to a certain extent, it does give you a little bit of um, you know what you can um, um, you can relax a little bit. But I think in in ninety in ninety three, I was involved in the playoffs. 
um, crazy situation whereby the, the league didn't end on the final day, went to a playoff, and then we had to play the cup final um, in the middle of it and then go back and play the playoffs and finish off. And we ended up getting beat 3-2 by Cork at um, um, the RDS and losing the league, having already won the cup, which uh, is a strange situation. I don't know how many times that's happened where somebody's won the cup before they won the league. Um, so it does give you a sense of uh, satisfaction. Um, and I, I, I would like to think that Stephen Kenny's very experienced and, and a very good manager. And I think he'll keep his players focused and hopefully they won't go off the boil. And again, in 2002 was a strange situation. You mentioned it there previously. It's bittersweet that your Dundalk team had actually been relegated just ahead of the cup final, and then you had this cup final ahead. Yeah, it was. Um, I can still remember that day. That's, uh, I've got two two incidents in my career that are the biggest disappointments, and one was losing to Copenhagen in the Champions League with uh, Linfield, and the other was getting relegated with Dundalk. It was. Um, We'd done so well. We were actually in, in league winning form. I think we'd, we'd won something like seven out of our last eight games um, and we were absolutely flying. And it was just at the, the bad start that we got off to. Um, and I remember I was on crutches for the Monaghan game. I think we were 2-0 up and I went in to watch the Pats Longford game and Pats hit the post with about five minutes to go and it, it looked for all the world like it was going to go in and if it had gone in, we'd have stayed up. Um, and it took a bad bounce at the last minute, hit the post and... Um, I think in the end Longford stayed up when we got relegated it was um, it was that close um, and it took the club a while to, to recover from it because that team broke up and um, it was very difficult then to, to try and build the, build the momentum again but it was um, it was a strange situation in that you know people used to people, a lot of people said to me does this make up for getting relegated winning the, league, winning the cup and, and I've always said no it doesn't that was one of the biggest disappointments in my career and I've never had that before or since where Got relegated and uh, and also won the cup, so it was it was difficult. I've got to say it was um, I, fa- I found it a, a struggle, but um, it's not a lot I can do about it now. And and Gary, you mentioned earlier you alluded to us that you're involved with Exeter City still, and and you're also managing the Hayes and Yedding first team, I believe, as well. So you're you're still very much involved in the game, aren't you? Yes, and um, actually today I've um, just completed the first day of the pro license. So I'm, I'm doing coaching courses and um, managing the Conference South team, which I've, I've done before. Um, but I'm still doing one day a week with um, with Exeter, um, looking after all their scouting and, and managing the scouting reports. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's been a busy lifestyle and, and involved in football at, at various different levels. Like some days I'll be taking the development group with Exeter City. Um, other days it'll be the first team group, and then twice a week I'll be taking the, the first team group in the heading and then managing a game on Saturday. So. I still got a quite heavy involvement, and I suppose after such a, a lengthy playing career, it was got, it was always, I suppose you're always destined to stay involved in football. It was it was in your blood at that stage. So you enjoy the the coaching side of it. Have you enjoyed the, the pro license course and the coaching side of it? Yeah, it's. Um, well, I, I keep saying to the players that, that I work with that the job I've got at the moment is the second best job in the world, um, and they've got the best job. Um, I I think at times in my career I played below the, the level of my uh, ability and at times I played above the level of my ability. Um, but what, I, what I've always said is that I had a fantastic career. I, I loved every minute of it. And um, um, the worst thing about my career was that it had to end. I got too old. Um, if that wasn't the case, I'd still be playing now. Um, I've got really bad knees because I've played quite a lot of games. Um, and it, um, I have to physically stop myself from trying to join in in training because... Um, I um I know that I'll feel it in the next morning. Um, so yeah, I, I feel very lucky. I have to say I've um, 
I've done a job all my life that I've I've loved and um, would have done it even if I hadn't been getting paid. But I managed to get paid and make quite a decent living on it. And Gary, you know, you've got your your Hayes and Yedding squad at the moment, and there's undoubtedly a couple of youngsters in the squad. Do they ever ask you about when you were a player, and and would they even, I suppose, believe that you, you scored the goals you did and you achieved, you know, played in Europe, you know, won cup finals? Are they aware of of the career you had? Um, well, I, I have to say, I don't look like a footballer now. I've put on a lot more weight, and um, I don't move so well. Um, but the lads at, um, at Exeter, um, I played with the the manager in Greece, and so he knew that I wasn't a bad player. Um, and the lads at Exeter used to give me a lot of stick. And um, at one point, the manager was in the room or, or, or somewhere near, and he, he said something along the lines of, have you seen the, the montage on, on YouTube? And they were all laughing and joking. And um, so he brought them all into the staff room um, and he put on there's a, a clip on YouTube of various goals. The, the dark goals were on it and some from Shells and some from Linfield. And the boys were all slagging me off. And Clinton Morrison was one of them. Um, and got on very well with Clinton. And, and he was always giving me stick and they were all laughing and joking and as as a few of the goals went in it kind of went a bit quiet and then at the end a couple of them have looked at me and gone okay fair enough you weren't bad were you <laughs> and that was it and I haven't had any stick since so it's um, um, I suppose it's that's a little bit fortunate but um, I, I suppose I mean I used to do the same thing I remember um, Mick Byrne who um, used to play for Shamrock Rovers and came over to Huddersfield um, and I was, I think, 17, and he was 27, and we played in the same reserve team together. And I used to give him some stick. And then when I came over to Ireland and realised the career that he'd had, winning four leagues and cups with um, um, Shamrock Rovers, or the, the foreign row side with Shamrock Rovers, and the things that he'd done, you kind of you, you have a newfound respect for somebody. So, I mean, young players will always do that. They'll always mock the older generation, and I don't have a problem with that. And you mentioned uh, Clinton Morrison there a couple of weeks ago. He scored an outrageous bicycle kick, which you've which you've undoubtedly seen. Did you ever score a, a, a goal like that yourself? Any uh, bicycle kicks in your locker? I um I scored a goal once for Glenavon against Linfield, and Colchester had shown some interest in me, and they had somebody at the game. And from I think from six o'clock that evening, my phone started ringing with the Colchester manager saying, "We want to get you over. We want to get you over." Um, and it was it was a pretty good goal, especially being at Windsor Park, and they, um, the fans were giving me some stick because they didn't like me at Linfield, and, and it was a pretty good goal. Um, and there's one or two from long distance as well, but uh, generally my goals were um, six, eight yards out, and um, it um, it wasn't um, I didn't score too many from distance or too many spectacular ones. So you're a great goal scorer rather than a goal scorer of great goals. Exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, my view was always that um, he scored a tapping from a yard. It was worth exactly the same as a 35-yard pile driver in the top corner. And, and Gary, looking to the Dundalk squad at the moment, and Stephen Kenny is doing uh, an outstanding job. And indeed, he was the manager of um, Bohemians, was he not, the the year that you beat them in 2002, I believe? He um, was indeed, yes. So, but he's he's doing a great job in, in Dundalk but he's obviously not going to be there forever would you ever consider maybe coming back to Ireland and trying your hand management in the League of Ireland at some stage with any of your former clubs yeah I would do I mean fairness I had a few so um, it could have uh, it could be any number of them um, I mean it would have to be the right deal and the right club um, European football was a big draw for me as a player and it would be a big draw for me as a manager as well um, but yeah I'd, I'd love to There's, I mean Dundalk and Shelburne are the two clubs that I'm close, mostly associated with, and um, I'd, um, I think I've said it before that, that if, I do, if it doesn't happen, um, and there's no guarantee that it will, um, then um, there'll be something missing from my career. I think I, I think it's something that I would like to experience. 
Um, and I'd like to think I'd be I'd be quite good at it, but um, you never know until somebody gives you the go and you, you actually have a shot at it. And then, Gary, looking to Sunday's game, there's a lot of players who'll be playing in their first ever final. Have you, would you have any last-minute advice that you'd give to any of the players if they're listening? Because no doubt they'll all be listening on their coaches <laughs> travelling to Dublin this weekend. Um, I think I wouldn't dream of giving any individual players advice. My my experience in cup finals was that um, just trust yourself. If you're if you're there, then you're good enough. Um, don't second guess yourself. Just trust yourself. You're good enough to be there. Um, just play the way you've been playing. Um, I think Dundalk. I've, I've seen them a couple of times. They're a very strong side. Got some really good players. I do like um, Daryl Horgan, the left winger. Um, Richie Towell is obviously a standout player. Um, and the uh, is it Gannon, Sean Gannon, the right back? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the three of those, when I saw them last season, they were the three that, that stood out for me. Um, and Patrick Corbin as well. We actually came over to have a look at Patrick Corbin. Um, and um, I think we were, we had, we had a, the manager had a conversation with um, with Kieran Bond, and, and Patrick eventually went to Oxford. Um, but, um, but yeah, they were the three, with, with Patrick Corbin, were the standout players. And I'd imagine it's the same this year. I haven't seen them this year. Although I have heard reports about, um, is it Macmillan the centre forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Macmillan's been great up front, and they signed Kieran Kilduff halfway through the season from Pats, who's who's chipped in with the goal. Oh, actually, I saw Kilduff play for Shamrock Rovers. Was he at Shamrock yeah, Rovers? Yeah, Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, no, he's yeah. In. He came off the bench against Pats. Uh, his agent then actually rang me, um, and Billy had, had talked to him. About Billy, um, Billy Woods really liked him. Um, I wasn't convinced, but I'd only seen him for twenty minutes, and it he, he was unfair for me to make a judgment. Um, so um, we passed on that one, but um, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I've got an intimate knowledge of the league, but I certainly um, it wouldn't. I don't think it'd take me long to get up to speed. Uh, the number of people that I know, I, I, I mean, I, I keep saying to people, Stephen Kenny, I, I know very well. Pat Fenlon, I know very well. Um, you know, the, the number of managers that are in the league that I played with or against or, or have a knowledge of, or certainly a, a conversation with, is um, um, probably most of them. Um, so I don't think it'd take me too long to get up to speed if if that was the way to go. But um, and I do know that there's well, I've always believed that there's value in the league, um, and it's not something that's been. Um, I, I think there was a spell where around when Rod Keane went over and Kevin Doyle went over or came over here, but um, there was a lot of interest, and now that seems to have waned. But I think there's you know there's a lot of value in the league, um, and it surprised me. Having said that. Um, two or three players came up in conversation today with um, when I was talking to some, some people on the pro licence so um, it's not as though people are unknown over there and it wouldn't surprise me if end of the season you see quite a few players move And is that something that the managers are becoming and the scouts are becoming more and more aware of do you think in the, in the UK that you mentioned it there because I know Rory Gaffney for example scored two goals in his debut for Cambridge the weekend before last and you know there's Patrick Hovens over in, in League 2 and more and more players are starting going over and they're getting the benefit of playing senior football till an older age and going over as opposed to the 90s model of playing going over when they're 16. Is that something that's well, creeping well, I do think uh, I do think, sorry to interrupt you there, but I do think there was a spell there where financially it wasn't viable for the players. They were looking, they were getting good money in Ireland and the chance to play in European football and it was kind of a, what's the point in going over to a League 2 team? But I think the, the economy's turned over there and, and the footballers aren't making any money. And I think now it's become a little bit more um, financially viable. I mean, we had uh, Graham Cummings last year, um, who I thought did very well for us, and he's now at St Johnston. Um, I, I think our manager made a mistake in letting him go. But um, there's, I think there's always been value there, and there always will be um, players who uh, undoubtedly have the ability to go. I mean, I, I know in my era, Paul Doolan never got a chance to go to England, which was criminal. Um, a player of that ability. Mick Neville never went. Um, Julie Byrne 
the, you know the, the number of players that didn't go that could have done and could have done a good job is um, uh, limitless to be honest um, so I think anybody that's prepared to put time and effort in but there's bargains to be had for the English, English clubs it's just getting somebody over there that, that they trust that they can um, um, get the knowledge and, and get the players over well, Gary, thanks very much for coming on, and we'll, we'll let you go now. But uh, the best of luck in, in the coming months and weeks in your uh, in your numerous endeavours. Thanks. No problem. Thank you very much. And so that's where we're going to leave it for this cup final. It's uh, it's it's been a good one, and a big thank you to the Dundalk players for coming on, including Daryl Horgan and of course Gary Haylock as well. McDarfers and Brian Fitzgerald have been in studio. I've been Gareth O'Reilly, and we'll chat to you again in the future. ExtraTime.ie. League of Ireland football is our passion.